Are you ready to start showing up as the best version of you? Ditching those diets, embracing and enjoying training and learning that you are enough. Join me, Vicky Marks, or more commonly known as Vicky PT, personal trainer, nutrition coach, and female transformation specialist on a podcast journey of inspiration, motivation, usable tips, and support to fire you forward into becoming that best version of you, plus some special guests along the way. You're listening to Strong, Confident, Transform. Let's get started. Hi everyone, welcome to podcast 108. I can't believe some of you have listened to me for 108 podcasts. You know that's like a lot of listening to my voice. So <clears throat> I'm going to be doing something a little bit different. Um, and something inspired me to talk about adversity, to talk about things that have happened in your life that maybe you use as an excuse as to why you can't do something or maybe you hang on to so tightly it holds you back from achieving lots of things in your life or maybe you just feel ashamed of some of the adversity that's happened to you in life um, that you don't feel like you can deserve certain things to happen in your life. This will make sense as I start talking about it. So I'm actually going to talk about myself a lot in these next couple of podcasts. Um, It's going to be very raw. And I've been thinking about doing this podcast for a long time, talking about kind of adversity that's happened in my life and what kind of has molded me as a person um, today and kind of the ways it could have gone and like how I think the, in inverted commas, bad things that happen to us in life. Um, They don't have to be reasons as to why you can't achieve things. And they don't have to be reasons um, why you're held back. And they don't have to be reasons why you can't become something. Um, And actually, I think these, in inverted commas, bad things that happen in life mold us as the people who we are today and mold us as the people we are I think it's almost like the universe is trying to get you to overcome adversity to get you to become something else it's like it's going to be a bit woo-woo in in parts this podcast because I do think the things that happen to us in life happen to us to develop us into the person we become and maybe the career we take on and you know if we overcome that adversity it's almost like you get rewarded for it because then you get thrown into something else so I always think I look at other health coaches and people in my industry um, that have been there a really long time so like I've been in the industry 21 years now like a really really long time and there's other amazing people like the amazing Matt Marnie, have big respect for that guy. Um, And he's been in the industry over 20 years, you know? And like, there's some other people in the industry I know that have been in the industry a long time. And when you sit down with them, um, I mean, they're highly successful people in what they do, um, but you sit down with them and you ask them their story. And 
a big part of their story is adversity and things they have overcome, which has made them so fucking good at what they do now. And that's kind of what I'm going to talk about today. So I spoke on Matt Marnie's podcast, I think it was maybe in December, no, it was a bit further before that. I don't know if anyone's listened to the podcast, it was actually Matt Marnie's podcast, I was a guest on his podcast and we touched on my past and what I've been through in my past and what I've overcome and how that's molded me as who I am today. So at about the age of 14, um, I describe this moment as, I describe this moment as something went wrong in my brain. So I was 14 years old, I was on holiday with my dad and um, kind of his wife and my and my two half sisters and we were all on holiday. Um, I'd gone on many holidays um, with them and but this holiday in particular, I was 14 and something just went bang in my brain. I can't really describe it any better than that in the something flicked it was like a big switch in my brain and I felt different and I didn't feel myself and I felt myself doing things that were very unusual and it was like I couldn't control my emotions I couldn't I had no way of communicating my emotions or it was like a volcano had been bubbling for a very long time. And, you know, it was bubbling, it was getting higher and higher and higher and higher. I went on this holiday and the volcano exploded. And that is the best way I can describe it. Something went bang in my brain, the volcano in my brain exploded. And I remember calling my mum and saying, something's gone bang in my brain, I need to come home, I'm not well, something's wrong with me, like I don't know what's going on and I couldn't really compute what was going on but I didn't eat for the whole two weeks we were on that holiday, didn't eat, I was so angry, I swam for hours every day, like I had to release something in my body and I didn't know what it was and so I just, these are like from my memories because this was a really long time ago guys so like these are things that just have stuck with me with it like a big volcano went off in my brain and I had to control it somehow and yes I had an issue with control um I had to control something in my life so I decided that how I would control these emotions and how I feel would be to over exercise and not eat anything. I came home from that holiday about two stone lighter than what I arrived. Much to obviously my mum's absolute shock and like what the hell have you done to yourself sort of thing. I had slipped into a really, really unhealthy um, pattern and all I remember from the time is that something had gone bang in my brain. It wasn't me that was doing this. Like this was like an alter ego trying to control everything going on. And I'm not going to go into the ins and outs. Like I'm sure 
people would be like, oh, well, what happened? What, 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 what made you want to have this control in your life? Um, who was it that made you feel this way? Blah, 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 blah. I don't need to talk about any of that. All I need to talk about is I all of a sudden had bubbled up <laughs> to the point where a mental illness manifested itself and arrived overnight without any warning. So here I was, I was back. Anyway, long story short, I didn't stop what I was doing. I continued to control every aspect of my life um, by not really eating any food and doing too much exercise. And I, you know, between the age of 14 and 17, was a really troubling time for me. It was incredibly troubling. It was very hard. It was incredibly hard on my parents, my mum in particular. Um, But I had no control over these emotions. I had no control over what was happening to me or I didn't think I did. And I slipped deeper and deeper into a mental illness. I slipped deeper and deeper into an eating disorder that required a psychotherapist, clinical nurses, counsellors. And I got to a point where it got so bad that I was threatened or told that if I didn't start turning this around, that they were going to admit me to a psychiatric hospital. So I, as everything I do in my life, Um, this mental illness I didn't do by halves Um, I did it very quickly it was something that happened very fast and before I knew it it was I was deep into a pit of this mental illness and you know I was thrown all sorts of care at me I was technically a child so you know pediatric psychiatrists um, I was under a lot of clinical care and no one really understood what was going on and the thing is with an eating disorder is everybody from the outside looking in thinks it's all to do with how you look like she doesn't she didn't like the way she looked therefore she gave herself an eating disorder which I couldn't shout loudly enough how that is not true And it comes from so much more than that. And I can categorically say that that volcano that erupted was nothing to do with me wanting to change the way I look. It was all to do with wanting to control and be a perfectionist and control and, you know, the emotions that was going on in my body getting too much. And allowing the emotions in my body to get to overspill point, to to the point where something had to happen, like that volcano just exploded, and and what came out of it for me was an eating disorder. And I can honestly say, um, it was one of the most hardest times in my life. It was when you're deep into a me- mental illness. It is very, very difficult to get yourself back out. And it took a lot of talking. It took a lot of, um, 
okay, here's the controversial bit. So actually the counsellors, the psychiatrists, the psychotherapists, all the people that were telling me I had to eat and were weighing me on a weekly basis, which personally I think is just so backward when it comes to an eating disorder. Because again, you're tarnished with the brush that actually this is all about what she looks like and nothing to do with what was going on for her um, and her emotions and what she was trying to achieve out of this. And, you know, like the only person that got my, that got out of this situation was myself. And I remember very key moments in my journey where I had very big light bulb moments in my head where it is, it was not what I wanted to be. It was not where I wanted to be. It was crippling in, on some days it was, I, I felt like maybe it was better to not be on the planet than to suffer like I was. And I think this big stigma of, well, you had full control over your illness is not the case. And when you're in it, like I look back and you know, like how fucking amazing was I to get out of it? How fucking amazing was I that I overcome it? Because it is darkness like I've never felt in my life. It was dark in those times and very confusing and you know, like there's lots of different opinions on different angles and you're hurting all these people around you because I just remember what I put my mum through, what I put people around me through. I lost all my friends. Um, the boyfriend I had at the time, I'm sure he's still traumatised by that time, um, <laughs> quite frankly. Um, and, you know, I remember a day going into this psychiatric hospital and yet again, I had lost a lot of weight over a week period and I was in a danger zone. I was, you know, in a weight category that was very low for my height, my age. And, and I was told that, you know, like, I'm going to have to admit you to a psychiatric hospital. And there was another time where I was told that actually if I didn't pull myself out of this and out of it quick that I was going to die and I'm a smart woman <laughs> like I'm not stupid like and there was this moment there was this absolute moment for me where I it was a real test of my determination it was a real test of my strength and it was a real test of you know can you overcome this where I heard those words if you don't get yourself out of this you are going to die that I was like fuck that's not what I want that is not what I want and I remember from that day forward doing everything in my power to overcome what I was going through I did everything I was told to do I this is, I think this is when I become the most coachable person you'll ever meet because, you know, I am a really coachable person. Even to this day now, like anyone that's ever coached me will say like, oh, you tell Vicky to do something, she bloody well does it. And you know, like that comes from the adversity that I experienced. 
because yes, I took on the coaching, but you can have that coaching, but if you're not prepared to do the work, you're not going to get out of it. And when I tell, say out loud that it was the hardest time in my life trying to overcome um, anorexia, it was the hardest time in my life. I had to go against everything. I had to fight every emotion in my head. I had to let go of all that control that I'd had for three whole years. I had to, it was so hard. I can't even describe to you how hard it was to do what I didn't want to do. And anyone listening to this will kind of be able to like realize why that phrase is so important to me now. Do what you say you're going to do and you'll get the results that you need and that what you want because I did it under huge adversity and like every ounce of my body wanted to stay in that horrible place which still blows my mind now like I look back and I think shit like a huge part of my body wanted to stay in that place like I was safe in inverted commas in that place I had control I had control over every single person in my life. I had control over myself. I had control. So I was safe in that place. Like it's what I knew. Like I'd got myself there and it was like I had everything lined up. I knew what I was doing. I had, in inverted commas, control over my emotions. But deep down, I wasn't safe. I wasn't safe. I was told I was going to die. I was in such a dangerous, um, I was in such a dangerous health situation, but it was safe because it was what I knew and I'd got myself there and I'd controlled the situation and, and you know, like, it, it sounds really strange, but I'm going to, I'm going to compare this to someone who's really overweight. Like, it's not benefiting them. It's not making their life good. It's not improving their life. It's not making their life a better place, but it's safe to be there because it's really fucking hard to change it. And I can absolutely categorically tell you that it was harder than anything I've ever done in my life. I would push four babies out, one after the other, than have to overcome that eating disorder that I had because it took every single fucking ounce of me to do what I didn't want to do. Like I was given like, this is how much weight you have to put on every single week for us to not admit you to a hospital, which it was, an eating disorder is never about most of the time is never about how you look and is never about, it's all to do with control. It's all to do with not wanting to do what people are telling you to do. It is all about the emotions that have got too much in your body. Like, so being told that you had to do this every single week and I will tell you now that I did that. I pushed so hard to achieve every single point that they wanted me to achieve because I didn't want what the other option was. Like, I didn't want to die. <laughs> I didn't want to die. Like, I didn't want to have to go into a 
psychiatric hospital. I didn't want to do those things. So the pull to do something about how I was feeling um, and the pull to do something about what was going on in my life was so big that I had to do what I didn't want to do. And of course, I I did it and my recovery was slow um, and nobody, and I'm going to say this in capital letters, nobody healed me from that eating disorder. Nobody picked me up and got me better. Like nobody took responsibility of that. Like I was the only person that could turn around what I had essentially done to myself. And nobody could have got me out of that. Like I had so many people telling me at the beginning what I should be doing and how I should get out of it. And you need to do this and you need to do that. But essentially the only person that could do those things was myself. And I had to do those things in my own time. Yes, but it got to a point where it was absolutely an emergency for me to do so and I look at it every day now and I watch I watch and I see what happens in the world and I see people wait until they've got diabetes I watch people wait until they get heart disease I watch people wait until you know their their health actually um their lack of health creates disease I watch this all the time and you know like we have a huge responsibility to take care of our health and when I say you've got to do what you say you're going to do like after listening to this podcast you're going to know the emotion and the and the real feeling behind when I say that Because honestly, until you start doing what you say you're going to do, you're not going to achieve your goals. Like I could have suffered with anorexia for my whole life. Let's be honest. Like I'm 37 now. Whether I'd have survived till I'm 37 is a whole nother thing. But you know, you see it. You watch people in the media or you see it on the news or you hear friends of friends that have had friends that have suffered with an eating disorder and actually just died of it in the end because they weren't willing to do what they said they were going to do to get themselves out of it. And that sounds really harsh, but I was the reason that I recovered. I was the reason that I got over it. Nobody could have done that for me. I had to be strong enough to get myself out of it, which is what I did. Now, this podcast is going to come in two parts because although this is a very hard thing for me to talk about, I feel like it's a very valuable thing for me to talk about. And I've needed to talk about it for a really long time because actually that huge adversity that I suffered in my life, that, you know, I'm sure there's people in my life now that still define me by that. And maybe if they knew me at that time would still tarnish me with that brush but I am eternally grateful for that eating disorder that I had I'm grateful that that time of my life happened and I look back at it of course like 
oh my god like I wouldn't wish it on anyone and I wouldn't want to ever experience it again but it made me so resilient it made me so determined and it made me um very disciplined and it made me who I am today and I truly believe that time in my life has made me as good as my at my job as I am now and I I don't know if I would be doing what I'm doing now if that time didn't happen in my life because which I will go into in the next podcast but that adversity in my life drove me towards improving my health drove me towards finding how I can heal myself drove me towards exercise to celebrate my body rather than punish my body because I punished my body for a lot of years with exercise so it drove me into a different place and I truly believe what I went through helps me today help women every single day overcome these relationships that they have with food with exercise with themselves with their body and all of the in-between I truly believe that that molded me as the per- to the person I am today and the universe had that for me to drive me into what I do today and to help the people that I help today. So I'm going to end part one here and in part two I'm just going to talk about you know adversity and how um, it can actually mold us as people and it can actually um how do I put it it can mold us as people but it can also I think a lot of people live with their adversity as an excuse as to why they can't do something as an excuse as to you know why they can't achieve their goals as an excuse as to why they can't achieve success but I actually think adversity the bad things that happen in our life are actually things we should be very grateful for because they will always bring something amazing in your life later on if you overcome them. So thank you for listening to this today. It's very much been all about me and I'm sure um, I'll get a lot of messages about this podcast and about like, I'm sure for some people this is going to be new news to them. I haven't openly talked about my eating disorder at all. Um, publicly at all Um, and there's a lot of people in my life that wouldn't even know that I had anorexia at 14 wouldn't even know that at 15 I was told I was going to die because I'd gone so deep into this mental illness it it didn't look like I was going to come out so not many people know this so I'm sorry if it shocked you today and um, you know I I'm not ashamed of what I've been through. I don't think it makes me any less of a person to have been through this um, in my past. And I hope for some of you, you feel inspired that you are being supported by someone that has that grit and knows how to overcome adversity so that she can help you do the same. So until part two, I'll catch you soon.